This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Just right from the beginning here, I'm going to quickly remind everyone that we have merch available now. I'm not, I, I've been interrupting the podcast at just random times to tell you this. I'm going to do it at the beginning, like a professional. ExactlyRightMedia.com slash shop. If you want to, you know, if you've ever wanted a shirt with a picture of me driving off a cliff. Okay, now... What else do we have to talk about? If you've ever, uh, no, listen, if you recently ran into, you know, where you're pulling out of a parking space in Palm Springs and you ran into a uh, white Hyundai, that's my car and I'm looking for you and oh, I'd be so heartbroken if it's a listener that ran into my car, but please reach out. Okay, we have to get into the podcast I love today's guest. I absolutely adore her. It's Melissa Fumero. Melissa, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so, I brought so, an interesting energy. I'm the victim of a hit and run. I'm so sorry. Thank you for your apology. Have you ever been in a car accident? The only car accident I've ever been in was a hit and run. You're kidding. I'm not. What uh, Was this in L.A.? It was in New Jersey. Okay. And I was a teenager. And I had two friends in the car. And this is the part that I, for a long time, blamed myself. Mm, we always blame ourselves. Mm -hmm. I had looked down to adjust the heat. Oh, sure. And that is when the hit happened. And so it was on a narrow street, you know, one lane going in each direction. right. But, like, wide enough that there was, you know, a double yellow line in the middle. Okay. Those streets in New Jersey are pretty wide. Uh, yeah, this one is. You can ask Jimmy. It's Ridge Road. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's well known. <laughs> but because there's cars parked, it gets a oh, little bit sure, like. sure. Yeah. And so I looked down for the uh, heat, and that's when the hit happened. They had sideswiped my car. Oh. Had two huge dents in it. And they just, they never, they just kept going. Did you catch a glimpse of the car? I want to say it was like a white car. Okay. But that was it. They like, they just kept going. We couldn't, we couldn't see a license oh. plate, like nothing. And we just pulled over and I was like really upset. Of and course. I thought my parents were going to be furious. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't tell them that <laughs> I looked down to change the heat. You know, you're we the left victim here. Part that, but I know, but for the longest time I was like, had I not looked down maybe I wouldn't have gotten hit. No, this criminal's no. still out there. This criminal's still out there. So if you see a white car in New Jersey, <laughs> uh, please write into the podcast. Yes, Reach please. out. Yes. Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a frustrating feeling. It you, is. You feel so powerless. Yes. And this person's just out. I mean, we do have, uh, we were on a hike while it happened. The One of the uh, park rangers is very on the case. Ooh. I'm thrilled with him. He's calling me. This might be the most exciting event of his week, I would yeah. imagine. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. It's yes. a little crime that he gets to investigate. I mean, if ever there were a location to have a hit and run, 
it might have happened in the best location. Easily. I, the most picturesque, The certainly. most picturesque. Kind of, I don't know if it's a national park or whatever it was. And a dedicated park ranger. Yeah. I've got somebody on the case who is operating within the, the law. I think that hopefully things work out. Apparently there's camera footage. Oh. So this person's time, I mean, this person, the walls are closing in on the them. The walls are closing in. And I'm going to... They're headed to the chair. And this bored park ranger. <laughs> yeah, of course. What else does he have to do? What else does he have to do? I he think we, might. We came upon him like doodling in a notebook. Yeah. So I think he's like, thank God there's some excitement. This is what I'm saying. I mean, they probably do occasionally have a, a hiker that doesn't come back. Uh, That's okay. Not a, like what? Once a year? <laughs> yeah. one Once or twice a year. Yeah. Okay. So... We've got to stop talking about my car being hit. It is a huge, unfortunate thing. There's something else I want to talk to you about because the last time I saw you, Mm -hmm. you mentioned that you had been to this mall in New Jersey. I believe it's called American Dream. (laughs) I believe it is called American Dream. What I knew about this mall prior to talking to you about it was probably an article I read in 2015 that was like this enormous mall has been, is in the middle of being built and it's going to sink into the swamp because it'll never be finished yes. next thing i know you've been to the mall i have been it is open i think only as of like last year i don't, I don't oh, think it's, it's been, that recent no i don't know i don't know if it, I, it doesn't it doesn't feel very recent it doesn't feel like anyone knows that it's finally like you can go inside of it <laughs> i mean we were there on a weekday but it was Empty. Oh, no. But also, I can't imagine the amount of people you would need to be in that mall to have it feel full. Is it just, I can't even really conceive of this in my mind. How, like, what would you compare it to size wise? I don't know because I was inside it and I couldn't conceive of how large it was <laughs> because it just kept going and going and we'd turn a corner and there'd be an ice rink and then you would turn another corner and there'd be a ski ramp and then you would turn another corner and there would be a water park, <laughs> like a nice size water park and a nice size mini amusement park. And a Legoland and stores and restaurants. It was an experience. I mean, you say there's a water park in there. Is the whole mall like damp? Is it humid? (laughs) Impressively, uh, impressively, no. (laughs) How? I mean, wow, they've got some real technology working. Yeah, it was. I didn't like super walk close to the water park because I didn't want my six year old to see that it was there. Oh, yeah, because then you're going to the water park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. you have to go to the store to buy the swimsuits for everybody. Yeah, exactly. I didn't have any swimsuits. Uh-huh. So, but it looked like it went it went down. Like like it was we were it was up on the second level, but then like the park was like down, so I couldn't really see like into it, but maybe that's the secret to keeping the dampness out of everything else. So it's kind of off a cliff or something. Kinda. So what did there are multiple activities at this mall. Oh yes. What did you did you partake in any of them? Yes. We went to the little uh mini Legoland and as I said, okay. this place was empty. We went on a Friday <laughs> this morning. So creepy. <laughs> it was so creepy. There was like one little train ride that my kids got to do like five times <laughs> because there was no one there. <laughs> and then they had um, you know, like the big buildings built out of Legos, and then the room where they could play with Legos, and then the room where they could sit in big side Lego sized vehicles. <laughs> this is more than the Legoland. All very exciting to them. How much time did you spend in the mall total? Uh like all morning. We got wow. there I don't know, whenever it opened, like around ten, I think. And then we left because our toddler had to nap and we left my six-year-old with my brother and my, because he has a son the same age and they went to the amusement park. And then they get back to the hotel at like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Like they just spent the whole day there. Wow. Because you can. (laughs) This is so, so wild to me. And is it, so it's in Jersey. It must be within reach of people in New York. Oh yeah. So it's like in the Meadowlands by like what used to be called Giant Stadium that's now called something else. Okay, sure. And uh, the racetrack. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yes, it's it's a bus ride away from the city. Wow. This is so fascinating to me. The idea of going to... Being in a pool in a mall just yeah. is uh, an uncomfortable Skiing thought to me. in a mall. <laughs> like when we were parking, there were people with uh, like ski gear and skis <laughs> and snowboards walking into the mall to get their runs in that morning, I guess. 
I mean, like, and I, I can't really justify this in any environment, but maybe like in Dubai, I can imagine like, okay. It felt very Dubai-ish. Yeah. Not that I've ever been there, right. but. <laughs> but Dubai's in the middle of the desert. Right. And they Jersey have these... has snow. Yes. Why is this family? I guess to scratch the itch in the summertime. It's like all year round thing. And it's crazy because you can see it. I remember too when they were building it, it was really ugly when they were building it. And like they tried to do some like weird colors, but you can see the ski ramp from like the highway, like the main (laughs) highway you would take from New York when you pass it. And it just looks like this. Like it looks like a Lego piece, like a okay. <laughs> like a like a rectangle and then like a diagonal thing <laughs> that then goes into the rest of this monstrosity of a building. And they had like it they had it weirdly colorful at one point. I just remember I think it was the most it was the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Uh they improved the color choice. They somebody came in and made some different choices. Sure. And it's a little bit better. So is it now disguised kind of as a mountain? Is it like the Matterhorn? No, it wishes. <laughs> it wishes it was. <laughs> I'm so fascinated by this whole thing. It seems like such a terrible move at this point to open a massive mall. Yes. And when they like announced the plans for it, I feel like everyone in the tri-state area was like, why? <laughs> we don't need that here. <laughs> New York City is like a stone's throw away. Maybe in a place where you don't have a lot of entertainment, something right. like that makes sense. Right. But yeah, it just felt like everybody hated it. And then <laughs> it was just so much money and they got to a certain point where it was like, there's no turning back now. And so they built it and it's open. I'm no, I, I'm so curious if it's like, how is it doing well? Right. Does it make money? <laughs> At some point, it's going to go out of business. And then what do you do with that and building? Then what do you do with that building? That's going to, maybe it'll become that is some next sort of to housing. A stadium. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, I mean, I'm giving it five years, and then that's going to be the uh, biggest empty building in America. Oh, my God. Which I'd love to wander through. I, I was back there, I was in New York a month or so ago. I wish I had gone to visit. I know. You, the novelty well, next alone. Time. What next a missed time. opportunity. <laughs> now I've got a reason to go back east, finally, to go to the mall. There you go. <laughs> you can stop. on you fly into Newark, you could just stop there. That should be part of it. It should and be then, part airport. It should. If there should be a shuttle the, straight from the yeah, airport. That would have been, what a missed opportunity for them. Seriously. Because the Newark airport is needs mm. some help. Oh, my God. I mean, I love to fly in and out. But there, there's not a lot going on there. They've got a Jersey Mike's. Yeah. And then a lot of, you know, airport restaurants. A lot of airport restaurants. Where I feel like most airports at this point have kind of come into the 21st century with things you at least recognize. Yeah. Or at least, yeah. Or Some like local. A, right. Something that seems mildly appealing. Mm-hmm. Jersey Mike's. What's your favorite? As someone from Jersey. I just had a Jersey Mike's today for the first kidding. time. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> There's one that uh, is really close to my house, and my parents are visiting. Oh, perfect. And apparently they love Jersey Mike's. <laughs> oh, wow. What an endorsement for Jersey Mike's. Well, because here's, here's the... The catch. Uh, they, since my dad retired, they've been living in Florida for the past oh, six years. So okay. I wouldn't put too much stock. <laughs> Perhaps Jersey Mike's is like the closest. Right, a but little I taste of home. But I say the sandwich I had, the sub I had today, did, it, it, was, it was very Jersey. It's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, in the world of franchise sub sandwiches, yeah, I'll go to a Jersey Mike's. I'll- so go to a Jersey Mike's now. And now we've got all of these Jersey people going to Jersey Mike's. Yeah. I guess they're doing something right. Yeah. They That's, had the oil and vinegar just like you get in is Jersey. Is that a Jersey That's thing? a Jersey thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think they call it Mike's Way there. Oh. Mike is kind of taking ownership of something that feels like it's a whole state. Okay. So he's appropriating Jersey. <laughs> got it. Jersey culture. <laughs> he's appropriating our culture. Okay. Okay, Mike. All right. <laughs> We're going to look you up later. 
we're gonna get. I wonder if Mike even exists. That's my. There's always like one. I mean, the audacity to say that oil and vinegar on a sub <laughs> is what was you say it was called? Mike's way. Mike's way. Yeah. Okay, Mike. <laughs> We've got your number, Mike. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> wow, I'm so uh, I'm thrilled about that. So your parents are in town for the holidays or what? They're here for the holiday okay. and also because uh, we are going to a wedding um, up north this weekend. Oh, very and so nice. they are staying with our monsters, a.k.a. our oh, children. Oh, perfect. Oh, that's so nice. So we can get a few nights away. A little vacation for your parents and free childcare for you. Yes. This is perfect. Yes. We just put up our Christmas tree. Nice. Almost immediately after Thanksgiving. Same. You're a big Christmas person. I usually like to do it on Friday, but we were all very hungover. Sure. Um, so it did not happen. Right. And it went up. We did the Christmas decorations on Saturday, and then we got the tree yesterday. Oh, okay. So did you go to a tree lot? <laughs> so my husband went to a tree lot, and the trees were like 200 Unbelievable. The pricing on a tree. He was so mad. So he went to Home Depot and got a tree for $80. Wow. Yeah, $80, I mean, it's still like kind of wild. Yeah, but I feel like in LA, like I was like, okay, something that's hovering around 100 feels Mm -hmm. right. 200? He said there were trees there for 300. No, no, no. He said no. like a seven foot tree was like se- like $300. And I was like, I'm sorry. Oh, for something that is basically a fire hazard. Right. You're paying $300 to potentially light your home on fire. And don't we like those trees, like they grow in California. Yeah, We're I not hope importing so. Christmas trees, right? I imagine, I think there's a, a tree farm in every state at this point. There has to be. There, Well... Texas. <laughs> yes, I believe there's one in Texas. Really? Where's Texas getting their trees? They're, Oklahoma? They're coming from colder states, aren't they? I don't Texas know. Texas is so big. I bet there's a... I don't think there's any Christmas tree farms in Florida there, or like oh, Louisiana. I, don't you dare. It's too hot. I don't care. <laughs> there has to be Christmas tree farms because trees dry out so quickly. How are you transporting the trees from for uh, Florida? Where would they come from? You're putting them in water and you're putting them in a refrigerated truck. There's uh, how just do you sloshing around in a big tank are, you know, 80 don't we grow like 80 percent of the produce for the whole country? If we can Im- we can export food. But a tree is to- not a carrot. No. <laughs> <laughs> but think about I mean, the tree is cut and then it lives in a bowl of water for over a month. And it really doesn't look shitty until the last... Oh, can I curse? You can absolutely. Okay, great. <laughs> it really doesn't look shitty until the last like week or two. That's per- that's true, but I so, I don't know. I think I we like- are definitely driving Christmas trees around I to bet those hot states. There's a Christmas tree farmer in Dallas right now that's saying, you are erasing me. You are erasing who I am and my farm that I care Looking about. Looking forward to the social media comments already. <laughs> yeah, social media is going to be on fire. Yeah, but- all Christmas those Christmas tree, tree farmers are going to come after me. That's a large, large part of our listenership is Christmas tree farmers. So you're that tracks. You are DOA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. We're uh, we're already fighting. We <laughs> might as well look. I was so excited that you were going to be on the show. I think you're so funny. You're just wonderful. Uh-huh. The, well, this is such a warm person. We're going to have a great time. So I was a little surprised. Mm. Uh, I was getting ready, I ready for the podcast, excited for you to be here. Here you come around the corner into my backyard holding a gift. The podcast is called I Said No Gifts. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know exactly what's going on. Well, um, well I'm, I'm from New Jersey. Okay. And I'm Cuban. Okay. So you just don't show up. Empty-handed. That's rude. Oh, so I don't know that about either people from New Jersey or Cuba. So this is... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to claim that <laughs> for my You're statehood and my culture. your stake there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, I don't know that that's an excuse, but uh, maybe we should just move past this. Okay. Do you want me to open it here on the podcast? I would love for you to open it. Okay, I... Uh, right now. Okay. <laughs> It's 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now it's a it's a little box with adorable wrapping on it. I don't own adult wrapping paper. <laughs> is there such a thing? I would assume there is. I have never adult seen it. Paper. <laughs> um, I would consider this adult because it's very tasteful. Oh, thank you. Um, it's got like a little animals on it: a flamingo, uh, what appears to be a hedgehog or a porcupine. Uh, I feel inclined to tell you that the snake being so incredibly centered. Yeah, it's so prominent. It was a happy accident as I was rapping, and I was delighted by it. What, that it symbolizes your appearance on the show? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, you. I mean, this is a real snake move. to. Oh, and there's a cute little turtle, too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, open this up. Let's see Go here if we can it. get some sort of... Ooh, this is really well wrapped. Did you wrap this? I did wrap it. Oh, I'm so jealous of someone who can wrap a gift. Ugh. It's just... My mother is so good at wrapping gifts. Did she teach you? Kind of, I guess. Annalise is approaching so to hold the microphone. Oh yes. Here, let's see if this is a thick wrap. I like. I really appreciate a thick wrap. Thank let's you. See here, we're getting in. We're, we're opening. We're opening. We're opening. Okay. Thank you, Annalise. Okay. What? Let's see. Oh. The official 2015, is this what this is? Yes. I mean, the box says the official 2015 United States Congressional Holiday Ornament. What is this? <laughs> it's, oh my God, this is beautiful. Where did you get this? I mean, it's literally uh, the Capitol in ornament form in Washington, D.C. It's gorgeous. It's such an ornate ornament. So my godfather... Is a congressman. Oh, you're kidding. In New Jersey. Okay. Albio Sirius. He's my dad's best friend from high school. What? And he's been a congressman for many, many years. So I have a lot of these ornaments. (laughs) They make one of these every year? They make one every year. (laughs) And you can't buy them, I guess. Apparently, my mother wanted me to make sure to tell you that before I came. Oh, so this is very collector's. Very collector's. There are some, like, congress... I had a few years as options. I decided I saw 2015. It was saw 2015. Then I saw 2019. Let's, I was like, let's not go with. Let's go with non-Trump year. Thank go. you. I appreciate this. It's not a cursed object. Yes, it's not a cursed object. Um, in fact, my mom was like, "Why don't you have more of these?" And I was like, "I might have thrown some years out." Um, <laughs> How many do you think you have total? Uh, I think I have like. Four or five on my tree, okay. and then I had That's... like another few in a box. But okay. my mom was appalled that I didn't have more. She Just... was like, "Did you not get one every year? Your sister-in-law has twice as many." <laughs> She has a whole tree dedicated. She to has a whole. She's like, she capital. has so many, and that's when I was like, I don't know that I kept all of. I might have given away some. <laughs> I'm not sure. I didn't keep track. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> How many and, ornaments is he getting that he's giving them away? I don't know. I don't know. I guess each congressman gets uh, a few. Just a dump or, truck full yeah, of Yeah, I don't know what the protocols are. <laughs> I just know that every year one would get mailed to me. Wow. Um, yeah. And does he send it with like a family picture? No, it just comes alone <laughs> in a box. How much communication do you have with this man? Uh very, very little. You know, I mean, he's like I said, he's my dad's best friend. Right. They were Cuban immigrants, met in high school, and they played basketball together. Oh, They're both very, very tall men. Uh-huh. And then he went into politics. He was a mayor in New Jersey for a long wow. time. And then he uh ran for Congress and won and has been in DC ever since. And that so I saw him a few years ago. Maybe around 2015 or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was lovely because we got like a re- really fancy tour of the 
of the Capitol. Oh, and, you're kidding. Yeah. So you and, got to see kind of behind like, the scenes type yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a private tour and had lunch with him there. And it was lovely. It was really nice. How do you feel about Washington, D.C. as a, a place to visit? Interesting. It's kind of. It's weird. Odd, it's right? odd, right? Because it's very clean yeah. and there's a lot of money. It feels like there's just a lot of money everywhere, mm-hmm. especially when you're in that central sort of yes. area. As soon as you leave it, that area, it doesn't feel just like that normal, anymore. right? Yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's cool, the history of it. And it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll say it, it's boring. It's boring. <laughs> I mean, I the think other countries definitely have us beat on like the on their ex- capitals. On their capitals, oh, hundred percent. Every other country's capital seems to be a like a vibrant culture, and like it really gives you a taste of the country. Oh yeah, you don't get that here. Here it's like it's uh, there are some here museums. are some old buildings and some museums, and, and everything almost everything's white. It's a bunch yes. of white buildings uh-huh. and some museums. And then, and then that's it. And again, apologies to the DC yes. people, but not. I, I'll say, not a lot of great food. No, yeah, uh, just not a lot to do. Yeah. So every time I go there, I'm just kind of baffled. Yeah, there's no like DC food, right? Like, right. there's no like. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like oh, there's I'm no definitely going to get like, this in DC. Like, there's a cuisine of New York, of <laughs> right. California, LA. Yeah, like those New cla- Orleans, classic but like, DC pizzas or mm, what have you. No. <laughs> Just, yeah, I uh, I guess you have to go at least once as an American, but I've, mm-hmm. I've now been so many, well, I think I've been three times, and that does feel like so many times to yeah. me. I'm just like, I never that, need to go back. Yeah, I, I've, I've been twice, and that feels, yeah. that feels right. I mean, I've been told that it's a little bit like L.A. in that it attracts a certain type of people who are kind of... Yeah, like obsessed with power or fame. But at least I think the people in LA are at least artistic. Yeah. So there it's just like boring people that are obsessed with power. Here, a that's an thing. important distinction. <laughs> uh, but I think maybe that contributes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I've, I did very little while I was there. Uh, so, okay, back to the ornament. You've decorated your tree. Yes. What else do you do for the holidays? Oh, well, normally we travel back east to see family, um, but our children are very small and high maintenance Mm -hmm. right now. So we have decided to do the holidays here for the next couple years while they get themselves together. Of course. (laughs) Get their lives back in order. Get their lives back in order, get their (laughs) shit together, start acting like respectable people in public. Um, <laughs> and then we will take them on a plane again. No. Um, yeah. It's, and also just like flying at Christmas is, is oh. a lot. It's a lot. So, so are like your parents and in-laws coming here for the holidays? So or? my in-laws, yeah. My, um, my husband's brother and his family are coming um, for Christmas and we typically celebrate Christmas Eve. Oh, Okay. Nochebuena, and we have like Cuban food. Oh, lovely! And, yeah. And what sort of Cuban food are you eating? It's a very specific menu for Christmas Eve. Oh, it's I want to hear this. Roast pork. Oh, delicious. Rice and beans. Okay. Yuca, which oh, is wonderful. like a type of root vegetable. Yes. Tostones and oh. like plant, like sweet plantains too. Wonderful. Both the sweet and the savory, savory, and that's pretty much it. That should be every Christmas Eve dinner. It's amazing. That sounds so delicious. Yeah. Are you preparing the food? Is somebody helping you? Are you ordering in? I normally, the last few years that we've done it here, I've ordered. Okay. Um, but my mother, who's, if you haven't picked up already from this podcast, <laughs> is uh, very, what's the word, uh, convincing, <laughs> um, <laughs> has talked me into cooking this year oh, because boy. she swears that the pork is easy to do. I can just get a big pork shoulder and marinate it with this, this, and this, and this <laughs> two days before and then throw it in the oven. I do already know how to make rice and beans. Okay. The Latin store by me, I'm pretty sure, has frozen yuca, which I do know how to make. Okay. And then I do know how to do the plantains. Okay. So Then you've, you're basically set. So, Yeah. That'll just be hours just never, of work. It'll just be hours of work. I know. We were cooking for... She also convinced me to uh, 
cook all the food for Thanksgiving. And so we spent all of Wednesday like prepping and cooking. And Oof. she was like, isn't this fun? Isn't this fun cooking? And I was like, yeah, it's fun because you're here helping me. <laughs> you're not completely alone. If you weren't here and on top of it, I'm getting interrupted every 10 minutes by a child <laughs> and then coming back to the kitchen and going, what was I doing? I swear I made this rice dish for like three hours while my mom marinated the turkey and made the stuffing and like made five dishes in the same amount of time. Oh, yeah, you're she going was like, to... isn't this fun? Isn't this great? Isn't this what the holidays are about? And Christmas Eve is going to crush you. It is. It's going to absolutely destroy you. It is. Everyone's going to be eating and I'm just going to be like lying on the grass <laughs> in my front yard staring at the stars. So do you do, <laughs> do, you do anything the following day at all? Not really. Like growing up, uh, our Christmas day was um, like finishing because in New Jersey, we'd have all my cousins from New York would come over to my parents' house. Sure. And so we would have a big Christmas Eve in my parents' house. And then we would do most of the cleaning that night before everyone went to bed. But Christmas morning was spent presents, finished cleaning, putting tables away, eating leftovers. And then ordering Chinese food and oh, going sure. to the movies. What a lovely way to so spend So I the day. still like to order Chinese food on mm, Christmas mm. Day. Yeah, uh, Christmas Day for uh, my family lasts about two hours, you uh -huh. know, some <laughs> gifts. And then it is agony. And then <laughs> so boring. There's nothing to do. Uh, I mean, Jim, every time the opportunity to tell the story comes up, he does it. Uh, we, I think it was the first year he came home with me to Utah we had a couple of hours in the morning, and then I think we had Christmas dinner at an absolutely empty McDonald's. <laughs> it was such a sad experience. There was one other person there. It was a woman who obviously had been through something on Christmas Day. She was crying. Oh, it was like no. She was on the outs with her family or oh, something. It God. was a bleak, All bleak the, day. The sad and deserted go to McDonald's uh, on Christmas Day. But I think he secretly liked it. I think Jim was happy that we got to go have hamburgers on Christmas. Yeah. But uh, he, of course, is playing the martyr. Sure. And uh, it's always the most boring Christmas yeah. of his life. Yes. <laughs> and every uh, every time we go back to Utah, he makes me swear we won't have McDonald's. But I think he's hoping that we go back. I bet. I, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you should take him every time you go <laughs> to Utah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, I do think that Christmas Eve is the more exciting part of the holiday. There's the anticipation. Yeah. And then the balloon gets popped the next morning and everyone's kind of depressed. I will say having uh, small kids has made Christmas kind of fun again. I bet, yeah. Because that is, you know, the whole Santa mm -hmm. thing. It's so fun to lie to them the whole month of December. <laughs> <laughs> the whole month you have something to hold over their heads. Every time my son acts up, I'm like, you better watch out. That's all I do is I just sing that lyric and I walk away. <laughs> that is delightful. When it's did so When did fun. you find out about Santa Claus? I want to say I was like, I don't know, like nine or ten. Okay, that's about ish, right? fourth like, grade. Yeah, I feel like right. It was like fourth, fifth grade. I immediately told my best friend because <laughs> I was that person. Just ruined her life. How did she react? She cried. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was that friend. I was like, did you know that Santa's not real? Just no regard for her feelings at all. She cried. I was like, why are you crying? I think She's... I also told her about sex, too, later. It's like, did you know? <laughs> you were a very valuable person in that woman's life. She's probably so thankful for you. She could have. She could still be believing about Santa Claus she could. now. It's possible. So you came in at the right moment. Because let's be honest, fourth, fifth grade, you're getting a little old to still believe in Santa Claus. You are. And you don't want to be the last kid. No, that's humiliating. That's a real thing. A tough spot to be in. Truly. But no. now I'm scared because I know I have that kid. Whenever oh, of course. He finds One of your out, kids is going to be... He's going to tell all his friends. <laughs> he's going to tell them all. Guys, And then you're going to have parents what? calling you. Oh, My yeah. child is crying. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how do I explain this to my son? Yeah. That's tough. I, um, I have a couple friends who... Their philosophy on Santa Claus is interesting. They do lie to their kids about Santa, uh -huh. but only they say Santa brings the smaller gifts, and then they take credit for the big gifts. 
I could get down with that. I think that's a good idea. I kind of do that. I sort of, we started doing that this year. I said, well, Santa only gets you a few gifts and uh-huh. mama and papa get you the rest because I realized Santa had too much power. Right. He's getting and so was, much credit. He's getting so much credit. And also I think there was a little part of my son's brain that was like, it's impossible to watch all of us all the time. <laughs> so I needed some of that present power uh-huh. in my control. Right. Like, you know. That big thing you want, he's not getting that for you. I'm getting that for you. So You need me. You need me. Watch yourself. You can't count Mr. on Santa Claus for yeah. everything. Watch your tone. <laughs> no, I support that. I, I feel like every parent should do that. I, it probably uh, makes your kid appreciate you more sooner. Or just makes you more makes him more mad at you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, and I guess if the big gift is, is kind of a dud, then they they really You are. get the blame. Yeah, you can't blame anybody yeah, but yeah. yourself. There is a, some risk involved. <laughs> for sure. But, yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> this year. Have they do they write Christmas lists? Yes, he just wrote his last night. What are kids wanting for Christmas now? Oh god. Well, my son is going to be 7. Okay. So he's approaching the age of like less toys like oh, less sure. into toys he asked for some video games for his right. nintendo switch okay um what else did he ask for some lego sets okay oh this cool like uh he's gonna try out for well not try out he's gonna do it but he has to do like a little league in oh, the spring. Sure. so it's like this uh to practice hitting the ball like a it's like a little it's, it's like, like a, a ball on a thing that comes around oh almost like a um, tether ball yes kind of <laughs> but like a modern version of it it looks like it kind of comes around i don't know oh interesting i thought it was interesting that you i've never that successfully hit uh, a baseball oh not once in my life that's amazing. I mean, I guess I should own it at this point as a, uh, I should be proud of you it. You should. It's I actually mean, impressive. Unfortunately, I've tried. Uh-huh. So that's the problem. If, yeah. I had, if I had taken a stand against it early on and said, I will never hit a baseball, I would be proud of that. Uh, unfortunately, there, I, over the years. I like that you tried. <laughs> <laughs> And it never happened. It never happened for me. Because now you just know. I, yeah. and I, It's I, not I, in your skill set. <laughs> yet yet i could be a late bloomer you could maybe i get really into baseball now you never know and just ruin another team's fun they're just like Ooh. sending bridger out to bat and he can't hit a single ball honestly that did, sounds fun did you play any sports in school i did not i was a dancer growing up oh. and so i did not really uh do sports okay. i was in a dance studio every day what sort of dance was it like Mostly ballet and uh, like theater, like musical theater, Broadway jazz, oh. <laughs> and uh, and I guess contemporary, like modern. Okay, sure. Yeah. And then some tap, but I was really bad at tap. Oh, I I don't know that I could do tap. I have a friend it's in so an hard. adult tap class, and oh. it's uh, I've gone to both of her recitals. Fascinating <laughs> to watch. Uh, absolutely fascinating. Can I to watch. come with you next time? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure the tap stu- the, the tap studio will take any audience member they can possibly get. <laughs> I mean, uh, I uh, I won't name the name of the dance studio, but they the owner puts on some interesting productions. I bet with some interesting sci-fi storylines. Oh, all of every owner of a dance studio <laughs> is is a character yeah i believe yeah. that i absolutely mm-hmm. believe that uh, and i imagine adult tap uh studio owners are yeah. a rare breed uh-huh interesting uh-huh. breed almost have to be it's like a job requirement right but yeah i've been to both both had a uh, light political tone mm. uh, and both had some sort of sci-fi element which oh yeah uh, okay an interesting experience overall oh. but you've tapped a little I've tapped a little. Uh, I wish. I think it's cool when you're when someone's like really good at tap. Oh yeah, like it's so impressive. Very, it's so impressive. I I wished I could be like that, mm-hmm. but um, my feet don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good explanation. I uh, I actually have recently been thinking about taking a dance class. I Ooh. think that that could be a good time. You sh- yes. I, I love to dance, but like have never trained as a dancer. Yeah. That feels like a fun diversion, Absolutely. distraction from my life. Absolutely. Well, it's like such a release, right? Because there right. is a creative expression element to it. Right. Um, and that if you can get have a good class, 
and you can have a little bit of that it's like yeah it's very, why not you feel really good after yeah I, but again going back to the adult dance element of it who am i going to be dancing with well maybe that's a good thing maybe I, they're all bonkers that's true and i get to meet a lot of characters yes i think you should do it maybe i'll do it maybe i'll uh, go to the community center or something i don't even know where to begin <laughs> looking but uh maybe that's my the next step in my life my new chapter as a dancer I am I am into it. Do you like to dance at weddings? I do. What a wonderful time. Oh my gosh. I love a wedding. I know people have opinions <laughs> about weddings. I what's not to love about a wedding? Did you I have to assume you enjoyed your wedding. I did. But was it stressful? It was because we had a really big wedding. Right. Which is not really like who we are but it was just like our circumstance because we're latin and we have so many cousins <laughs> oh sure sure so yeah it was and i didn't have i was young i was in my 20s i got married pretty young and so i didn't have like a wedding planner or anything like i did everything myself okay okay so that was stressful right i can only imagine and but then the actual day was not stressful oh well that's nice then i was able to kind of just let it all go right and be like whatever it can all fucking <laughs> fall apart and i'm done i am so done planning this fucking wedding <laughs> i'm going to go i'm going to say i do i'm going to get drunk and i'm going to dance <laughs> and then that's what i did it's such a healthy attitude thank you i yeah i don't think i could i could handle it i had a birthday party recently and it nearly broke me <laughs> I was, up until the moment it started, I was sweating. I was swearing I would never do it again. Yeah. It just... Uh, You're going to do it again next year. I had a wonderful time. You had a great time. <laughs> Once it began, oh that's yeah, the thing. this is delightful. That's the thing. That's the, that's the like drug part of it, right? Is like this planning is so <laughs> stressful and you're like, why am I doing this? I'm never fucking doing this again. And then you have the best time. Right. I can't tell you how many times I tell, say to my husband, like, we should do a vow renewal just so I can throw another fucking wedding. <laughs> yeah, you should. You I probably will I, at some point. I want to. But imagine if it went wrong. You go through all that stress and then you don't have a good time. I would probably throw myself into the ocean. I don't know, though. Sometimes that can also be a surprise because sometimes parties where everything goes wrong end up being like the best party. <laughs> you have just a better attitude about everything. <laughs> That would be the end of me. It would be it would be my farewell party. It would, yeah. I can't uh, I couldn't handle the stress followed by a dud of a party. Yeah. Just quit society, go into <laughs> Absolutely. isolation, become a Goodbye. recluse for the rest of your days. <laughs> uh but I do like going to a wedding, of course. I mean Yeah. I've been to very I feel like few. there's people that don't they're like, ugh, weddings. <laughs> well, you know? I mean, unless it's a huge I the idea of a destination wedding bothers me. Why? Because it's like uh, suddenly I'm paying my f for a vacation that to a destination I didn't have any plan on going to. Uh, okay. A it depends where it is. True. That's a big, very big, true. Because if you're having your destination wedding in somewhere that's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna judge you so harshly. Right. Right. Because then, yeah, you want me to spend money to go there? Really? <laughs> See, that's my fear. But if it's somewhere cool, right. that's like, you're giving us an excuse to go somewhere we may not have gone. True. It forces us to take a vacation. I'm bad at taking vacations. I'm so terrible at see, it. See, that's what I like about destination weddings right. is it forces me to take a vacation and go somewhere. Again, back to the attitudes. I Maybe I just need a shift in attitude. Maybe. I just, uh, uh, a destination wedding, hopefully hopefully none of my friends get married. Oh. <laughs> That's kind of the only thing that will protect me from that. Um, but there are a lot of them out there that are still unmarried. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you like matchmaking? Uh, I like the idea of it. And I wish, I w it's a skill I wish I had. Mm -hmm. I feel like I would be a good matchmaker. Yeah, you seem like you would be a really great matchmaker. But I have no matches to <laughs> It's hard. credit it's for. It's um, hard and, and it's every high time stakes. someone's like, I'm, if you know anyone, I get so excited. Like, oh, I bet <laughs> I do. I bet I do know someone. <laughs> and then I don't. Right. And it's like. Well, here's the thing. Are the people that usually say, if you know someone, is it a woman that says this? No, I feel like. You know a lot of guys. Women and men. 
It's pretty most mixed. Of the, most of the people that I'm trying to make matches for uh women, my friends yeah. within LA, and there's like, I think there are like four I decent do. men in Los Angeles. So I'm like, I, I don't know. Women, I, it's a lot harder. If it, Yeah, usually if a guy asks me, I'm like, oh. Right, I've got 50 people I could say you Yeah, yeah, with. I got some ladies. Right. But if a woman does, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. There's so many guys that suck out there right now. <laughs> Even my close friends, I, I can't imagine I can't, setting you up I'm with. I'm so sorry. I would, not, I would never. <laughs> I can name all sorts of problems with this person. I don't want you anywhere near them. <laughs> but I do enjoy, I mean, I, I feel like I'm constantly on the hunt for to make a match because... In doing, I mean, it's such a satisfying feeling when it works out. It must be so exhilarating. Oh, it's a thrill. Yeah. It feels like such Have a... you ever matched someone? Uh, yes, I have. <gasps> and it felt great. And they're yeah. still together. And, oh. uh, it, but that was years ago. It's been over a, at least a decade. But you so maybe have I've one. lost the touch. You have one. Yeah, I've got one in my pocket. You've got one. And, I, there's and they're still be together. And it was a su- right. success story. Right. So I, I'm just. Uh, I'm chasing that high. Yeah. I've got to find another match to make. We'll see what happens. I need to keep a little Rolodex just mm. a, or a spreadsheet. And then I can, you know. A little Google sheet, if you will. Right, of, right. Of available singles. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, speaking of uh, docs and that sort of thing, we should play a game. Okay. We're going to play a game called Gift or a Curse. I need a number between one and ten from you. Eight. Okay, I have to do some light calculating. I'll tell you how we played the game in a moment. Okay. Uh, but right now you have the mic. You can recommend. You can promote. You can do whatever you want. I'll oh, be right okay. back. I don't know if I have anything uh, to... Pro- well, Blockbuster is on Netflix currently. And I'm on it. <laughs> and Bridger is a writer on it. Excellent job. Thank you. Um, I also have a little indie comedy called Bar Fight that's a little bit Christmassy that is currently streaming on demand. And uh, those are my things currently right now in this moment. <laughs> you did it. Thank you. You're so good in Blockbuster. You're oh, delightful. I'm sweating. Okay. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> no, you did it. I the mean, hardest people, part of people this whole panic conversation. at the promotion. They ev- nobody ever sees it coming. They don't know what to do. There's frequently kind of nervous hedging about what they want to promote. Uh, promoting things is very hard. To it just is. Recommend something that you've done. It's there's because it's yeah. Who do I think I am? That's what it feels like every time. But watch ha- this thing I did. But that's literally my whole job. I don't have a job if you don't watch. <laughs> Likewise. So people, I think the promotion is, uh, and that's why I give the platform. I want to give a safe space where you can shamelessly talk about yourself. Appreciate that. And most people just uh, don't do a very good job at it. (laughs) But that was fine. You did perfectly fine there. Um, Fine. Yeah, go watch Blockbuster. And what's the name of the movie? Bar fight. Bar fight. Go see those things, viewer and or viewer, listener. Listener. Listener, you're not looking at the podcast. I hope you're not looking at I, I don't they know. They might be. They might be watching those little numbers. <laughs> you never know. Count you up never... or down. <laughs> um, okay, this is how we play gift or a curse. I'm gonna okay. name three things. Okay. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. Okay. And I'm gonna tell you uh if you're correct or not, because there are <laughs> correct answers. Oh, okay. And you can bomb the game. Great. Which would be so embarrassing for you. Mm. Uh, so be careful. I haven't been embarrassed in a while, so. Um, <laughs> well, prepare yourself. <laughs> um, okay, so the first thing, this is a listener suggestion from someone named Jessica. Jessica wants to know, gift or a curse, unexpectedly long yellow traffic lights. Unexpectedly. Oh, a gift. And why? Because you can drive through them <laughs> safely. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, uh, Melissa, I have some news for you. Mm. Wrong. Curse. Why? This is why. Because it allows too much room for decision making. <laughs> for someone like me, I need to be told what to do. I actually don't think there should even be a yellow light. I just need a yes or no. I need mm. a stop or go. Mm. The yellow light, and when it's unexpected, and I don't know how long, then I'm, I'm, I'm slowing down, I'm speeding up, I'm slowing down, my heart is racing, I don't know what to do. I'm putting myself and every other driver in the vicinity in danger. Wow. And for that reason alone, curse. And why is there, there must be some sort of standard. Why isn't there a standard for the yellow light? It should be four seconds or something. There should be a standard. Although I guess intersections come in different sizes. Sure. So maybe that is too... 
has to take that into account. Right. Is it like a thing to keep you on your toes? I guess. So it's not like you're, everyone knows they have this much time with the yellow light. Right. Yeah, you don't know when it's going to, I don't know what it says about me. I see yellow and I go a little faster just so I can make that (laughs) shit. (laughs) I still haven't quite figured. I'm finally getting into the speeding through the yellow light rather than slamming on Mm. my brakes. You like it, don't you? You like it. It feels good. Let's be honest. It gives a little rush. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm saving time. Yeah. It's and a little thrilling when you see it go red just as you pass under it. <laughs> but you, you ever, were ahead uh, enough without kiss getting... Kiss the ceiling or whatever? No, is that a this? thing? Yeah, I think what, uh, there's some superstition where you like kiss your hand and then touch the ceiling. Annalise, have you ever heard oh, of this? really? Annalise is shaking their head, yes. Huh. Uh, yeah, I think it's a thing. I don't know. Maybe it's good luck or maybe it's uh, okay. something to... I don't know. Maybe you make a wish or something. I don't know. Uh, but I do that on occasion and it feel, it's exciting. I'm going to add that to my... And driving repertoire. <laughs> you should give it a shot. I'm give it Make a, shot a little wish time. the next time. I mean, people in Los Angeles go through red lights that have been red for 40 seconds. I mean, so I don't feel too bad going yeah. through a, an orange light. Exactly. Orange um, light. Okay, so you definitely have not gotten one right so far, but it's only one. Mm-hmm. Okay, this next one is from a listener named Cameron. And Cameron wants to know, gift or a curse, restaurants that bring out your order, quote, as it's ready. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's hard because it depends on the restaurant. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to say curse because I don't want my main coming out at the same time as my appetizer because then essentially my appetizer is a side dish. <laughs> it now changes genres. And I'm uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. You got it. Yeah. It, a, a total curse. It upsets the natural order. Yes. There's a reason that the, these things are placed in order on the menu yes. from beginning to end. Yes. I don't like it. feels kind of like a newer trend. It's only okay if you're eating at a tapas restaurant. Right. That makes a little more sense. And because even everything then, is on an equal playing right. field. You're more or less ordering appetizers right. the entire time. Everything's kind of a smaller there's thing. There's like, yeah, there's maybe like two sizes of everything, small mm-hmm. and like a little bit less small. And this is why I avoid a tapas restaurant in general. <laughs> it makes me so nervous. Confuses I mean, I've, I've talked about this endlessly on this podcast. Really? The sharing element. I never know how much food. I need to know, I need to see the plate of my food uh-huh. and know that- th- That's I'm, all yours. This is all mine. Go mm. crazy. Go hog wild. Yeah, at a tapas restaurant, I'm ne- I'm uncomfortable from moment one to the end. When you eat at a family style restaurant, and you know this happens every time, it's like a shared situation. Mm-hmm. There's always the last bite oh. on the plate that sits there for mm-hmm. a long time. Just getting colder and colder. Are you the person that says I'm going to take this last <laughs> bite? Anybody want it? Or you just you just mm-hmm. wait and see how it plays out? I'm absolutely waiting for every other person to claim it before I do. Oh, what yeah. about you? I claim it. So, and you, see, you're you're actually a hero in this situation. <laughs> if I really like it, I'm like, anybody want this? Like, if oh. you want this, eat it. Because if not, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> Every table needs somebody like that. Yeah, I'm a problem in that situation because I'm I'm contributing to the weird sense of every. Clearly, everyone wants it. Right. Someone just speak up and take Someone it. Someone just take Someone's it. Someone's got to eat it. Yes. I, um, There's nothing I hate more when everyone goes, oh, no, oh, no, it's fine. It's you. <sighs> it's all you. Get it. And I'm like, no, if you want it, just say you want it. Right. Just I, eat it. But then what do, you, what do you do if everyone wants it? Then you cut it up into four pieces. <laughs> and everyone Sometimes can have a it's little... not big enough for four pieces. Well, everyone can have a lick. <laughs> <laughs> everyone gets a lick and then one person gets to there chew it. There is an equitable solution <laughs> to every problem. <laughs> Okay, I can't argue with that. And I will say like family-style restaurants, I will uh, – I guess that's a different thing if you go out oh, yeah, to like, Chinese or something. Yeah. I'm more comfortable in that situation because the plates of food are enormous. And it's the I small – it's the tapas. The tapas just makes me crazy. makes me <laughs> – it scares me. Uh, not for me. Uh, but I'm glad we're on the same page here. Curse, bringing it out as it's no, ready. There's no, no excuse. I, yeah. Just time it correctly. They're called courses for a reason. Yes. I'm not, I can't deal with the chaos of that. Mm-mm. It's not for me. 
Okay, so you've gotten one out of two so far, and uh, you can get one more correct or one more wrong. We'll see what happens. Mm. And we're just getting, I mean, I think this whole list is now listener suggestions. God bless us all. Um, Janie wrote in, gift her a curse when a, when a family member has a baby, and somehow that baby is now your uncle. <laughs> so, I, uh, you can answer this and we'll discuss. Ooh, it's a lot to unpack. Um, I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> the baby is now your uncle. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to go with gift. Okay. Because it's pretty rare that you get to boss your uncle around. <laughs> And potentially, like, beat him up a little bit. I mean, I'm saying from a kid's perspective, if I was a kid, not like an ad- adult should not, uh, you know, should be nice to children. Uh, but like a, from like a power stance, I'm into I'm into the role reversal there. I'm into the kind of uh, the power shift, the, <laughs> the niece or nephew basically getting to have power over their, their uncle. That's why I'm going to go with gift. You got it. I mean, yes. Speaking of upsetting the natural order, this is a really a wild situation. <laughs> I'm trying to do. So, does this mean. What does this mean? Your grandma and grandpa have a baby <clears throat> late in life? Is that what that uh, means? Annalise is shaking their head. Or, yes. Uh, nodding their head. Yes. Yes. That's. that's, that, that's yes. That's what it is. That, yes. I don't think that there's any other way of that happening. So, like, your grand, let's say, like, your grandparents got divorced at some point. Okay. And then, oh, oh, this is in a in a movie. What movie is it? Um, Uncle oh. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an old movie from the 80s or 90s. And he goes to see, and I'm trying to think of who the comedic actor is in the in the role I'm thinking of. But he goes to see his father and he's like, carrying a baby and he's like say hi to your uncle oh you're kidding <laughs> so this is a real plot point in a movie yeah oh i can't remember what it is uh, we'll have to look into that yeah how is that not the whole movie that's my question we should all know that movie off the top of our heads because it's the movie about the baby being an uncle uh no but it's a, a complete gift i mean it you have this new it's this new strange little person in your life who is somehow yeah your uncle it's Almost Freaky Friday esque, yeah. the shift in dynamics there, and you get to you rarely get to teach your uncle, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's just something that it's a little thing you can talk about at parties. Uh, my yeah. my mom's eighty nine and she had a baby. Yeah, or I gotta my go grandma's baby. 89 I gotta go babysit baby. my aunt right now. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I absolutely. I mean, there probably should be a different word for it. Yeah. Uh, there should. That's an opportunity for our language to expand and evolve. And uh, it's I just also there. feel like there should be a different name for like kid uncles and aunts. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that have like much older siblings that become an uncle at age like five. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that's another strange. Yeah. Petite uncle. Sorry, was <laughs> yeah. the movie Parenthood? I'm just going to drive me crazy if I don't ask. Oh, was it Ooh, par- Parenthood? No, I don't 89. think it was Parenthood. Oh, but, but that also happens in Parenthood? It does. Wow, it was a trend. That was kind of the hot thing in the 80s and 90s was to have an uncle baby. Yeah, <laughs> an uncle baby. And now we've kind of forgotten it. And that's why we're ha- tra- we have to do the math in our heads about having a baby that becomes an aunt or uncle. I want to say it was like, was it all do anything? Die hard. Was it? It was like I don't even know that it was the main character in the movie. Oh, it's gonna bother me. <laughs> and there are listeners right now that are absolutely screaming the title of the movie. Yeah, exactly. And I love to drag a listener through a movie <laughs> guess. Uh, I wonder what it is. I'm like, was it? I'm like, and I'm like going through all the the guys that were in those movies. Right? It's like either it was Ben Stiller or it was. Um, oh, what's the uh, actor with like the really grovelly voice? Um. um you're not giving us anything to work with here. <laughs> That's simply not enough. Uh, he's always mad and things. <laughs> he's always mad and his voice is grovelly. Um, 
thinking, thinking. Now the listeners probably immediately thought of this person. Wow, to forget about this grovelly voiced angry man who has an uncle baby. (laughs) What a shame. I don't even know if it's him. What a shame. Yeah. Well, you got two out of three. Great. You started the game on an awful note. I did. Uh, What was the first one again? It was the unexpectedly long traffic light, yellow traffic lights. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it did lead to some discussion about traffic. I still feel good about that answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, feel good about whatever you want. You lost it. Um, But you did get 66%. Hey. You could have done much worse. We've seen worse. You're good at math. Um, No, I'm not. This is, you know, 140. 50 or something episodes and I finally oh, kind of got the grasped the math of that. Mm. I still struggle. <laughs> um, this is the final segment of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. And people write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com Love it. with problems. Ooh. My listeners have mounting problems in their lives. Uh, you know, they've just kind of lost control and they will turn anywhere for help, mm. even to a podcast. Mm. And so they're writing in Will you help me answer a question? Yeah. Okay. This says, dear Bridger and brilliant guest. That's very nice. Um, I need some help finding a gift for my friend Kyla. Her birthday is coming up and I want to get her something special, but she moved to France and I still live in Washington, so it has to be something I can send overseas. I haven't sent her anything but a small card in the mail since she moved, so I feel like this gift has to say congrats on the move. Also be a housewarming gift, a birthday gift, and since her birthday is close to Christmas, uh, might as well pile that on too. Oh, and it also needs to let her know that I miss her. This is, uh, okay. Wow. Uh, We bonded over our love of horses when we worked as wranglers on a farm. Oh. She's good friends with my cat and now has uh, one of her own courtesy of her new boyfriend. We are getting a lot of information. This person has sent in a book proposal. (laughs) Um. She likes plants, is great at uh, making yummy health food. She bikes everywhere and loves the outdoors as long as it's warm and preferably sunny. Don't we all? Uh, I hope that I gave you enough info to go on. You gave us so much. Is this a TV pilot pitch? Uh, (laughs) We're green lighting this. (laughs) We're unexpectedly long yellow lighting this. I really appreciate any help you both can offer. Thanks so much, Emma. Okay, so first of all, it sounds like Emma is extremely cheap because she should be sending a, she gave us like 10 different things she should be giving a gift for and wants to give one gift. Birthday, yeah. Christmas, uh, housewarming, missing you, congrats. Yeah. That's multiple She's opportunities. She's trying to check all these boxes with one gift. A single gift? Are you kidding me? I mean, my gut instinct, send her a pony. I know, send her the horse. Send her the horse. That's the only thing that's uh, that can cover all of these things. Can you send horses internationally? Uh, I mean, I don't know that you want to send one to France. Mm. France has a weird history with horses and right. eating horses. Oh, right. Uh, okay, don't send a horse. You don't send a horse to France. Don't send a horse. But let's see, uh, you said pony. Maybe that's a different situation. Maybe. Uh, don't send a whole horse, send a pony. Send a pony. Or something, a horse adjacent, like um, a mule. Mm-hmm, a donkey. A donkey. <laughs> um, <laughs> any of these animals will do. I mean... A goat. <laughs> a goat. Goats are amazing. <laughs> Goats are very cute. They're so cute. And, and friendly. They make a good pet. Well, do they kick? Uh, they can, but... <laughs> But I, uh, my husband had a, a, a house in Florida at one point that had like a few acres and he had goats. Oh. And they were so sweet. They're very cute little animals. They wanted to be like petted and rubbed and they're so cute. And would they eat trash? Yes. They keep uh, your yard very clean <laughs> of all plants <laughs> and grass. But don't they also like... Is this? Am I imagining this? Don't goats like eat garbage sometimes? Uh, like they'll eat a can. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think they'll eat anything. <laughs> Why is that? But maybe you're thinking of to pigs goats. too. Like pigs will really eat anything. But I feel like I can imagine a goat eating a can. Will a goat eat a can? Or is that like something you see in a cartoon? Like, like that's a dangerous. Cat finding like a skeleton of a fish in a garbage can. Oh, maybe this is something I learned from Looney Tunes. Maybe that feels like bad information. They this will take down a like bad. a cactus. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. They'll just eat like whatever. Why is that? Why do goats do that? I don't know. They're, They're ravenous all the time and they just eat all the 
uh, plants. Well, so you could send a goat to France. So he, uh, yeah. I mean, there. Are, so we've kind of... All right, all right. There are like five different things here, and each of those is probably at least a $50 gift. How much could a goat possibly cost? Seriously, How she could, could send some nice cost? stuff for her new cat. That's true. She has a new cat with a new boyfriend. We don't know if he's French or not. Right. Uh, it's interesting. that The boyfriend sounds suspicious to me. It sounds like he's a, an interloper. He's just mm. arrived in this woman's life, mm. and she's in France. And mm-hmm. uh, something about that is a little, uh, makes me a little uneasy. Yeah, a little bit of a red flag there. But send a uh, cat condo. Oh, send a cat condo. Uh, I'm sure you could get one of those to France. I mean, the I don't know what budget we're working with. That would have been the real that would have been here. Yeah, uh, she was so happy to provide way too much. There's a motorcycle. Ooh. That's exciting. Um, yeah, she she failed the writing of this email in a huge way. Yeah, she should have said, "Dear Bridger and brilliant guest, my friend moved to France. I've got five hundred dollars. What should I do?" Exactly. Uh, but she was so concerned about she gave uh, us too many parameters. <laughs> she knows too much. Uh, the listener now knows too much. But we at least solved the issue. Yes. Some sort of livestock, cat condo, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe a card that says "Miss you." Yeah. Failing all of those things. A nice handwritten card goes a long way. Goes a very long way. And obviously, you're very cheap. She's cheap. She's avoiding sending too many gifts. You might as well just send a card. Yeah. The friend is going to know you don't care either way. Seriously. Um, Because she's going to say, why didn't she send me dozens of gifts? Emma, you failed us and you failed your friend. (sighs) I'm glad she's uh, moved. There's a reason she moved to France. Yeah. Oh, God, Melissa, <laughs> we answered the question perfectly. I now have this hyper-specific Christmas ornament <laughs> that is truly so... We'll have some pictures on Instagram, obviously, but this is uh, irresponsible spending on the capital's part. Shocking, I know. <laughs> this is where most of our taxes are going, is to uh, these bizarre ornaments mm-hmm. uh, that uh, I'm going to... Maybe I'll run for congress at some point and this will be my platform no no more ornaments no more ornaments cut the fat with the ornaments the That's reason ridiculous. public education is so poor in this country <laughs> because they're decorating right Melissa's there tree. in that box <laughs> ridiculous and i can't wait for you to hang it up on your it's tree absolutely going on the tree <laughs> right wait. in the front <laughs> um i've had such a wonderful time with you ditto thank you so much for being here thank you and uh listener Oh, we've come to the end of the podcast. I thought I was going to have to put on a coat at some point, but I didn't. It's pretty cold, but I made it through with just two shirts. Uh, so that's kind of what my, been my private struggle. And I hope that you weren't, uh, you know, what sacrifices I'm making for you. And now it's time for you to go on with your day. I hope you have a wonderful time. We're here in December. Happy holidays. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by Liana Squillacci. And we couldn't do it without our guest booker, Patrick Kotner. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home You gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts Your presence is presence enough And I already had too much stuff So how do you dare disobey? Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show!